it's time for It Really Has Been. Now here's Darren and Dave. Welcome everyone to the next installment of Hillbilly Has Been. I'm Darren Smith and this is Dave Dunkley. Hello, Darren. What's going on, brother? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. It's starting to rain here a little bit. You know, we're getting a little bit of that tropical storm coming to get us. So, you know, winter's coming. It's going to push it all in here. The leaves are going to fall away and we'll be back to... Uh, it back seems to like it goes straight, straight from summer to winter. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Either that or I'm just getting old and everything's cold to me. I have to walk. I got to get a sweater. I do too. And and get my uh, Christmas socks out. Or a shawl. <laughs> or a shawl. No, I'm not gotten there yet. <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about today, Dave? Man, this week we got an interesting subject, Darren. We're going to talk about broken, busted, and hanging out with the rich and famous. So it's going to be... So today, the episode, uh, we'll talk about what it's like to have a job that pays well, but not as well as the people that you're hanging out with. So when you have family at home and, you know, you have children, it's costly and costs a lot of money to raise a family. And you have a job that pays well, but not as well as the people you're hanging out with. A lot of people around you are successful. You got music executives, booking agents, famous songwriters, musicians, actors, sports guys. You're in their world. You know, but every once in a while we find out that some of those guys dig us, and you know, every once in a while one of them would want to, one of us would one of them would want to meet us, you know, and yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, we're so we're going to talk about this today. So, what it's like to pack your bag and get in your you know your little bus call car and you ride downtown, you know, and you park in the parking lot and there's the bus and you enter this million dollar world where you take off and you you know, live like a king till you get back to that crappy little car and you just hope to God it starts when you get in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I've been there many times. Been there when there wasn't even a car there and you had to stand in the parking lot and wait for your wife to come pick you up. <laughs> right. Or your friend or somebody or anybody. You know, anybody you can get a hold of depending on what time of night it is. I remember doing a couple hours in the parking lot waiting. Um, my babies was young, like babies, and we got off at four in the morning you know, and, and she's like, you know, put two babies in the car, drive an hour to, you know, and I'm like, ah, I'll sit here till daylight, you know, whatever. It's crazy, man. You just did what you have to do. What's bad is you're sitting there with all your luggage, too, you know. It's, right. it's like you're, you're homeless or something. You're homeless and you hope nobody comes and, like, takes it from you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too. Remember when we used to go to those casinos and – Vegas and the Indian casinos and uh, Atlantic City and uh, you know they never know who was going to be there. We'd all you know Tim would get a private blackjack table because they put him away from people so he could play. Right, right. And uh, you never knew who was going to be there. You know, I think Nelly was there one time, and I, I don't know who. I mean, I can remember different people. You know, artists and different country right. artists and different people and actors being there. And right. here we are. You know, we're. <laughs> sitting yeah, amongst them. Maybe, yeah, I hardly got any per diem left, which, right. <laughs> which per diem is what you get for being out on the road. You get so much a, a week for just, just to live on out there. And if you, if you, you know, you could keep a lot of it if you, you know, eat at catering and don't eat, you know, but yeah, sometimes eat off the you bus just, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just blow it though, you know, and you got like 20 bucks left to last you till, and it's Wednesday. You don't get paid till Sunday, you know. Right. Or or you stay three days in Vegas and uh, and they have to put your 
card down, you know, to to get your what they used to, I forget what they used to call the things when you had to put your card down to get all the movies or the snack bar. Yeah, the incidental. The incidental. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets yeah. declined. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So you can't have nothing out of the snack bar, or right? But you, but you know it got to be better because then uh, I think it's after we got Dave Brown, he started putting down a corporate card for all the incidentals. Yes. So what you do is uh, you could do anything you wanted, but when you came down to to uh, check out and get your receipt, you made you sure spent. you had enough money to pay your incidentals. You know, right? Yeah, some of them hotels you could burn, you know, thirty dollars on a breakfast. You know. Oh, we used to do it. We used to do it on Sundays. Remember, that was our day to burn money if we had any left. We'd eat them thirty, forty dollar breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. So, so we get, so we get to the blackjack table, and we're all standing around like vultures, like wait, and because Tim would always throw us like a hundred dollar chip or something, you know. We're like, right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah and like, you might get, you might get up and leave quick, or you might be there a while, you know. A lot of them would just take their, a lot of them would just take their uh, chip that you see and stick it in their pocket, go cash it out and stick it in their pocket, and not even play. And that would make him mad. Right, that yeah, would make that him because he because you weren't playing playing blackjack with him. Man, right. I remember, we were at an Indian casino, and I was sitting next to him, and I'm he had a big old pile of chips, and I had a little bitty pile of chips, and <laughs> <laughs> he he said he looked over at me, he said, man. I really got to pee. I got to piss bad. And uh, he says, will you uh, just keep betting what I'm betting and and take care of my hand here and just keep betting, doing, you know, what I was doing. He was betting right. $2,000 a hand. And I'm about <laughs> crap, man. I'm like, oh, Lord. So I hit a couple blackjacks, and I'm like, he won't mind. 500 <laughs> in the pocket, 500 in the pocket. And and he come back, I think he'd give me like uh, – Fifteen hundred bucks for winning a couple blackjack hands. I think I only lost one hand out of that whole time. And, nice. Uh, so I, I came out of like twenty five hundred bucks, you know, to the good. Did you? And I took my pile and cash out and got out of there. You know, I right. got out of there, man. Once I remember winning, uh, I won, I think I won about I don't know eighteen hundred bucks off a hundred dollar chip, and I gave him his hundred bucks back. When I got up, I gave him his hundred, and I tipped the uh, dealer. And I went home and I think I remodeled my bathroom. Is what I yeah. did. With that. Yeah. You know, I did it like, honey, we got the, we got some money here. We could remodel our bathroom. We wasn't expecting this. Yeah, you know, one time at Mohegan Sun, I had three hundred dollars that I had saved for a couple of weeks per diem. You know, right? Because um, I think what well, we get like two hundred and forty bucks a week or something like something that. Like that, thirty eight bucks yeah. a day or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I I uh, I got that and I went down and I figured out. You know what I need to do is wait after we do our show. We were there for like three days or something, right? And after, yeah, after we do our show, come up to the room, chill out for about an hour, hour and a half, then go back down and play the slots. And I always had a good way. I mean, I could find the slots because they were right. always pro progressive. They weren't high dollar. They were dollar slots, and they were, uh, you know, had their own progressive on top. You know, right. And they never got over fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, you would always win. You won more than you lost. Oh I, yeah, I always right. thought. Yeah. So I took my three hundred dollars down there. I'd get a hundred dollar. Uh, I'd stick a hundred dollars in. Bam! I hit the jackpot. Fifteen hundred bucks. Take nice. that. Cash it out. Uh, take another hundred dollar bill. 
put in another machine that I kept walking around looking. There was like two banks of machines. And I'd right. walk around and I'd see where they were sitting, where they were at on the progressive. And they're almost Man. close to ready to go. Man. Yeah. In, in two days, I, from $300, I went to $6,500. I walked out of there with it. <laughs> it was the first time ever that I went up and actually stuck money in the, you know, the safe that's in your room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never, I never had that privilege. I never, well, that was the first time I ever used it. <laughs> That's I didn't awesome, even know man. how to use it. Right. You have to read the directions. All right. <laughs> but I, I stuck I, it in there so I wouldn't spend any more of it, you know? That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Man, one time I remember we took a uh, – I think we was doing the promotion for This Is Ours book. Yeah. We left from here, got on a private plane, like left from here on a private plane, and the whole week was private flights, SUVs. You know, there was even bodyguards here and there every once in a while. Um, but what we do, uh, L.A., Chicago, I thought somewhere else, and in New York. We got yeah. to New York. There's people in line down the block, you know. And, yeah. You know, it was a great time. We're sitting out there signing autographs, and people's coming by. We're, we're signing their books and talking to everybody. Man, I don't know. How many people you think, D? Two or 3,000 oh, people. At, at least, week. yeah. We signed yeah. our names many times. <laughs> I was sitting beside Denny, and I signed so many many names he at one point he looks over and he says man your your autograph has turned from dunkley to quigley you know he <laughs> said i've sat here long enough to watch it change you know and, and for the rest of the time i ever spent with denny if some one of his friends or somebody needed something signed he'd say man would you put your quigley on this for me? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know we'd, we'd get home we would get home and, and um and I would, you know, after a week of running around like that and you're signing autographs and people's catering to you and you get back home. And I remember I got off the plane, went through the, the front lobby, got in my car and the thing wouldn't start. You know, it is just a little ultra sound. And I knew it might eventually. So I'm being patient. And I see Tim drive by in his nice, shiny SUV and you're waving at him like, you know, I'm not going to say, dude, I need to jump. You know, <laughs> uh, was, that, was that the orange one? Orange yeah, it was kind of orange. It was kind of orange. And then, and then I remember coming home and, you know, you couldn't call your wife to see what you needed. You have to pull over and stop. So stopped at the store. Well, what do you need? You know, milk, bread, diapers, whatever. And I went to sign my auto autograph. See, I went to sign my name on the receipt. And I'm like, "That's there's my Quigley, man. I'm home. <laughs> not, this is this is not the same autograph. I got to go oh, home. I know. You know, it was funny because we when we were in Chicago doing the book signing, uh, I was sitting next to Tim, and at mm -hmm. that time, remember they put out that that uh, little film that we did. Uh, we all went down to the Curb Studios and did that little film about the about doing the album at Lair. Right. And and uh, one of the things they asked me on the film was, and they were going to show it in movie theaters, uh, like as the trailer at movie theaters. Right. I don't know how many different theaters, but um, we. we they asked me a question about Tim's practical jokes and stuff, you know? And I right. said, man, I said, you know, he, he'll slap you on the head with flat meat. He'll, uh, you know, <laughs> if you don't cinch up your drawers, he'll drop them in a heartbeat. And then right. I said, just out of the blue, I said, yeah, sometimes he's a little bastard. And, <laughs> and then I said, you're going to cut that out. Right. And, uh, so they didn't, that was the last thing in the movie. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll drop your drawers in a heartbeat. Yeah, sometimes he's a little bastard, <laughs> and and then I, and then they left it in. Uh, are you going to cut funny. this out? And then so yeah. so 
So we were signing this, and so this lady walks by. She said, I thought you were hilarious in that movie. And Tim looks over me and says, yeah, you called me a bastard. <laughs> I go, I did? I didn't remember saying that, but then I saw it later, and I'm like, God, I did say you little bastard. <laughs> That's funny, man. He called what me was, we, What was the movie set we uh, – we was in a movie. I don't think I, I made the cut. I didn't. Um, my little girl Flicka? was in Flick. Yes. Remember we spent yeah. that whole day on the movie the whole, set. and Yeah, with all those famous when, people. Yeah. Right. That's all one of them days you spend it with all those famous people and you go back to, you know, not so yeah. famous gigs, man. Yeah. You know, they dressed us up and they did all that. And, and uh, you know, we get up there and what we were doing in the movie is playing a, a band that's playing for a dance. Uh, at the right. rodeo and right. Tim was dancing in the rodeo and we were playing. Right. And so um, it was funny because we were playing on prop gear. I think I had my guitars. The only thing I brought with me, but the amp was this old nasty buzzing and in the steel that Denny had to play on you know, the things, you, you know, the levers that you push down with your feet kept falling off and all this, you know? Right. And so, so we're playing, you know, thought we were playing to uh, that Warner Brothers song, you know, that, that they actually put on there. Right. But then the woman comes up, the, the choreographer comes up to me and says, do you have any, can you play anything that we can do a line dance to? And I said, well, I don't know. We're not really set to play <laughs> anything. You know, for real, for real. Really, right. Yeah. So she said, she said, can you do the fireman? And I said, <laughs> yeah. So we, movie said, yeah, and I'm not thinking they're going to use this in the movie, you know, because it's going to suck. It's going to suck. The sound's going to suck because they're not filming. They're not. They're not recording us. You know, they're just doing the whole thing as a whole with the camera, the mics right. on the camera. You know, the boom mics and all that with the Tim and all that because they're talking right. too. You know, so we do the fireman, the whole thing. Well, didn't think no more about it. We go to. Uh, the premiere of the movie in Franklin, Tennessee at that little theater. Right. I think that's where it was. And so, um, we're, we're sitting there and all of a sudden I hear myself on the movie singing the fireman during the rodeo scene where they're showing all the cowboys <laughs> riding and stuff. Yeah. And that's I'm the like, scene I got me. cut out of. <laughs> I go, that's me singing. And, uh, I looked at Tim and I said, why didn't you let me go in and recut that? You know, like in the studio right. or something, because it sounded hideous. He goes, no, it's perfect. It's perfect the way it is, you know, because it, it kind of gave it, well, they gave that vibe of, you know, live in the, you know, them doing right. the dance. And, but then right. they, they used it for a, and they even made the soundtrack like that. So I everybody. Did you, make a, did you make an extra penny for it? Uh, no, I made uh, $80 for being in uh, an extra in the movie. That's what I made, 80 bucks. We spent all day there for $80. I know, I know. It was, it was a cool experience, but I wouldn't want to spend my life sitting around like those guys do. Good no, grace. I did hit up, I did hit up the union about that, though, about the about you, getting paid because of the soundtrack. Paid for the I think soundtrack we got, and the I think we all did. I think we all did because at first they had the Warren Brothers. Uh, listed as on credits, you know, yeah. for the firemen. But right. it wasn't, you know, then once I got that straight, I mean, I went to the union. The union said go to 20th Century Fox or they SAG, you know. Around. They, they run right. me around. And finally, I think they did 
I don't know if they ever paid us for the DVD, but they paid us for the soundtrack finally. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I think it's hard to but keep it wasn't much, where all that money comes from. Yeah, it's not, not a lot. You can't ever tell where it's coming from. You still get money every now and then, you know, from stuff you did you forgot you even did you know <laughs> or something tim does kicks it kicks our you know our old songs up somewhere and we'll get an extra yeah. little bump from you know live like oh. you're dying was on something or you know oh man something. i love it when he has a number one because when you know people hear that and if he in new viewer new uh, listeners and new stuff go well, i want to hear some of his old stuff and right. i go buy the old stuff and you know it makes me more money kicks know? our august check up a little bit doesn't it yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, but still, you know, we still don't make Tim money. Tim money no. is, Tim money is, I mean, you know, this is back in the early days. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't give a damn. Um, I really don't. Uh, we uh, we were playing uh, Trump's, Taj, Taj Mahal. Uh -huh. And uh, Tim... I mean, we were playing him off, and he was gone in, in a limo out. He was flying back home. Right. And he was gone by the time we were done. So And so was all his entourage, road manager, right. Robert Allen, and all them. They were they all bold. And right. at that time, we didn't have a tour accountant at that because we were just doing shows here and there, you know. And uh, so the, the uh, manager or whoever was, the pay guy, comes up to me because I guess all any of the crew guys said, well, he's the band leader. You might talk to him, talk to him. Right. He goes, Hey man, um, I don't know what to do with this. And they left this here. Uh, do you want to get this to them? And it was a check it was for $410,000. <laughs> and I'm like, they, for, they forgot it. Who dropped that ball? <laughs> I'm not sure because I, I called them as they were getting on the airplane. And yep. I said, did y'all forget something? I go, I got a check here for $410,000, and me and the band are going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> We're not going to make it home. <laughs> we'll and here's Robert, here, here's Robert Allen. Guard that with your life. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I gave it to him next time I seen him. But boy, yeah. it was tempting, man. That's a lot of jack. So, I right. mean, we don't make that kind of money. and uh, But, I mean, we, make a, we made a good living. We did make a good living. Uh, yeah, I can't argue with that. I've raised all these boys down here, and you know, we, we got them in school. And oh yeah, man, it was a good. It was a good life. It's still a good life, man. Well, you know what, Dave? Let's take a break from the uh, from the, uh, the the hanging with the the big dogs, famous let's, people. Let's do song of the week. So this week, man, there's a tune, and I'm going to let you tell them about them because you came up with the idea, and you can tell them how. But, man, I listened to this song last night. I hadn't heard it in a good while. Yeah. What a great what a great song that we wrote, man. I mean, it means so much, especially nowadays, you know? Right, right. So tell them how this came about. Well, I'll tell you what. This is my boy Dylan. He's actually 21 years old in college now. He's, uh, he's going to college to be like a sports minister, so – this, you know, this song's almost become prophetic in a way, but I was in the bedroom. He must have been five or six years old. And we was cleaning oh, up. Oh, 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 You said All he right. was a sports? Sports minister. What ministries? What it is is they'll be, 
he will be like counseling people on like college sports teams, pro sports teams. They have people who, you know, are counselor, minister, counselor, whatever, to all these different kids of any, you know, of any religion or oh, whatever, creed, whatever they was, are. I thought it was like half ref, half preacher, you know, like a, a, <laughs> a like a, a reverie. Reverie. That's funny, man. <laughs> so anyway, Dylan, um, he comes, we're cleaning the bedroom up and he walks over to me and he has a handful of change. And he said, look what I got, daddy, pennies, nickels, and diamonds. And he had, you know, dimes in his hand, but nickels and dimes. And he said, but I have pennies, nickels, and diamonds. And I looked down at him and I just grabbed his little face. I said, thank you, son. That's, I knew right then. I was like, that's a great little, you know, gift you just gave me. And then he had this big idea that his big goal in life was to save a hundred dollars. You know, he was, I want to have a hundred dollars. That was his goal. I even remember the first time he had a hundred bucks, he was freaking, you'd have thought he was a millionaire, man. So he just got a beautiful spirit like that, man. So this song, when I went and told you guys this story, then we wrote this song out of it. So it means a lot to this family. We love, we love the, we love the idea of this song. Oh, it's a great song, you know, and, and uh, it was me and you and Bob Minner. And yeah. there, was a, there was another writer, and I apologize, but I cannot remember the name of this guy for nothing. But he helped, he, he wrote with us. It was, we wrote two songs on that session at RPM. Uh, that's Tim's publishing place. Right. And uh, one of them was uh, The End of My Road, and this was the other one. And right. man, I wish I could remember his name. I, you know, I, I've asked Bob, and we just can't. Nope. He's a mystery wrapped in the name. Yeah, if you're listening to this, dude. You know, send us a message uh, and let we're us know. We're not trying to shock you, I swear, man. No, we just don't know who the hell you are, okay? <laughs> it was a fun ride, though. We had a great time. Oh, you guys are going to love this song. It, it means so much the way things are nowadays to put things in perspective. So here it is, Pennies, Nickels, and Diamonds. I had my troubles laid before me on the table I was feeling pretty sorry for myself My head was in my hands If I'd been a praying man I'd say, Jesus, I need help My little boy walked in and said, look what I've got he held his hand up and his eyes were shining He said, can I keep these please? I think we need more of these Pennies, nickels, and diamonds Pennies, nickels, and diamonds When I feel lost, he sure knows how to find them when I'm worried about fool's gold, he talks straight to my soul. He shows me what matters without trying. I give him pennies and nickels. He gives me diamonds. Says someday he'll have a hundred dollars Then he'll take us on a trip across the sea 
said, whatever I have left, you keep for yourself. That's for everything you give to me. Pennies, nickels, and diamonds. When I feel lost, he sure knows how to find them. When I'm worried about fool's gold, he talks straight to my soul. It shows me what matters without trying. I give him pennies and nickels, and he gives me diamonds. Why would I tell him the difference when he's the one who's teaching me? I was worried about living, he was happy about giving. Pennies, nickels, and diamonds When I feel lost, he sure knows how to find them When I'm worried about fool's gold He talks straight to my soul He shows me what matters without trying I give him pennies and nickels And he gives me diamonds all right, we're back, man. That, yeah, that song gives me chills, man. That's a good song. <laughs> right, it's been packed away for a while. I listened to it yesterday a couple times, man. Like, man, I'd forgot all about that jewel. That's that's a uh, Bob playing acoustic, real nice acoustic. Oh, isn't he something in there, man? Yeah, he's good. I hate that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I would love, and I don't know, you know, if if. Uh, if they will or not, and it doesn't matter, but I sure like to have some of them old guys on there, or some of the guys that are still with Tim on here, you know? Yeah, me too, uh, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, because we don't never talk about nothing bad, you know? There ain't nothing bad for us to talk about. No, yeah, we uh, don't have anything to talk about, but we got an open invite, man. You yeah, know, absolutely. We've opened the invite, and we're just going to take it as it comes man we, we don't have no walls or no limits here we'll do whatever we want yeah man speaking of that did i ever tell you about the time i smoked weed with willie no but you need to <laughs> Dude. so <laughs> so me and tim and billy mason because we're the golf we, we played golf we were invited to uh well tim was invited to uh Ray benson in texas you know sleep of the sleep wheel, the wheel. Yeah. has a has a charity golf tournament uh, celebrity right. golf tournament. So um, they uh, invite Tim out. Well, Tim's like, come with me because you guys play golf, you know, and I'm not that good. And you got, well, well, neither are we. But right. so uh, Ray Benson sent a plane for us and they picked us up at John C. Toon Airplane. And it was this huge, it was a, it was a G4, uh, which is like a big, huge Learjet. But it had these horns painted on the front, like these long horns painted on the front. So you knew it was from Texas, you know. Right, right. So we get on this beautiful, I don't know, $10 million plane. We fly down there. And, and so we play the golf tournament. Well, I'm paired up, me and Tim and Willie Nelson and his preacher. So, which was wild in itself. And so uh, we're on about the eighth hole. And Willie looks over at his preacher and goes, well, well, Hoss. And, uh. Preacher starts rolling a joint right there. 
<laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my god. And uh, so I, I was thinking, well, well, I, I didn't think that at first because you know I didn't know, you know, about all that. I was just like, you know, chilling and and until he started passing, puff puff pass. Man, you can't turn down Willie. Oh, man. Well, who's going to turn down Willie Nelson? Smoke dope with Willie Nelson, you know? And I don't even smoke. I don't even smoke dope. Yeah, which I which really showed that day on my golf game because I wouldn't uh, work the crap after that, you know. How was so, Willie after that? Did he get better oh, or worse? Willie was the same. Bro, he, he never bro. changes. He probably uh, gets a kick out of out of stoning people like you, and you know, oh yeah, crash. Yeah. Because he knew I was a, I was a, I wasn't a, I wasn't a total weed virgin, but I was pretty close. You know? But anyway, so so good. Getting back, we uh, we did the old awards and stuff, and of course, I don't think we won anything because we were too stoned. But <laughs> but so we get back on this big plane, and we dropped Tim, and I think even Faith was with us. We dropped her off them off at, at the Nashville airport, the BNA. That's where their car was. Right. And so me and Billy Mason ride across Nashville, just me and him in the back of this plane, this beautiful $10 million plane. <laughs> and we pull into John C. Toon. Well, we had rode together. And Billy had this old truck we, he called the Coon Hunter truck because it right. was all beat to nothing, man. I mean, it was a piece of crap. It right. smoked and it, had, it was all beat up and paint was terrible on it. And, so we pull up there in this plane, like right in front of the lobby there. And all these people were there. I don't know why they were there, but they were there and they were just looking like, who's on this beautiful plane? So <laughs> me and Billy, Billy gets off and goes, gets his truck and pulls it on the tarmac. This old junky truck next to this $10 million plane. We get our golf clubs, throw in the back, get in the truck and pull off. And everybody's just staring at us like, like who the hell is that? What did we just see? Yeah. <laughs> It's all. It's like the Big and Rich song, Big Time. It says, uh, "Remember that song had the lyric? I, I know I'll probably make never make a million bucks, but saving accounts and IRS never worried me much. I don't need that stuff because I've got friends like you to buy me drinks, boats, and planes that I can use." There uh, you go. That sums <laughs> it up, doesn't it? That does sum it up, man. It does. You know. You know what? Hold, hold, hold it, hold it. Hey, hey, get out of here! Hey, get again? out of here! Oh man, you know what, Dave? Go. No, no. Okay. Sorry about that, man. You know what? I'm getting tired of calling this thing a goat. We need to get a name. Maybe, he needs a name. Maybe that's why he's so angry. I know. Uh, he just comes in and angry you know, goat. You know, um, you know. I know what we could do. What's that? We could have. We could have everybody that could come up with a name for my goat. Yeah, uh, put, it, put it on our Facebook page, and then and then we'll pick one and uh, figure out you know who it was, and maybe we can get them on the show and explain why they came up with that or how they came up with that name. How they came up with that name? Yeah, because you're gonna have to put some thought in it. Because like Fred and and Tom or you know just a normal Fido doesn't work. Fido, you know? Right. It's gotta right. be a goat goat name. I, I, goat you know, name. I don't, you know, I can't even think of one, so right. I haven't been able to because I just call him Goat. Right. Well, he he deserves the name. Man. Well, yeah, because I think that, that's why he does it. What he does, and it pisses right. him off that I just call him Goat. You know. <laughs> uh -huh. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Just send us a message. 
if you got a wild name, a crazy name, a funny name, or just a name, just send us a message, private message, put it on our Facebook, however you want to get hold of us, and we'll yeah. put that in the pot. Yeah, man. Well, you don't win anything, but you might no. be able to get on the show with us, you know. No, we got nothing to give. What did you say the other day? Because we don't come out of the pocket for nothing. Nothing, man. <laughs> nothing. Man, you know, we have got a lot of listeners now, man. You know, uh, in the short time, this is our 10th anniversary, our 10th show anniversary. This is right. our 10th episode. And so every 10 episodes, we got to do a big anniversary scene. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, in the short time we've done this, um, you know, we've, we've had uh, over 2,000 listeners. Right. Uh, 2,000 listeners and plays, you know, of this. Right. Organic listeners. Yes. Which, means, and, which uh, means we haven't done anything but share it. <laughs> that's it. And, and from you all helping, you know, share it with everybody on Facebook and, you know, just listen to every episode and, and – You've really uh, supported us, and we we uh, we really appreciate it because, like I said, we're not doing this for the money, and we uh, unless you're a big sponsor and want to give us a lot of money. Uh, other than that, we're doing it for the fun of it, and, and we uh, get a lot of nice comments. We get private messages and stuff of people's enjoying it, and tell us of you know little things here and there where they used to come see us all the time, and and they miss us, you know. And it's yeah, it's good to hear these stories. It's our way to keep connected with the, the people that we got to know, you know, while we were out there. You know, we right. I don't even like calling fans. I like calling friends, you know. Yeah, you're exactly right. So, you know, you can catch this. Uh, we're not going to cast you anymore. We're just going to tell you you can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast now. So awesome. we're, on, we're on nationwide. We're on worldwide. We're on anything that has to do with the Internet. Anywhere, but what we determined anywhere but North Korea and uh, did you have one China, more? China, China, <laughs> China. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Looks like we about finished another one, doesn't it? Sure does. I appreciate y'all listening, and uh, we're gonna get some more guests on. We just wanted to do this one because you know you, you get a lot of people thinking. Wow, these guys—they must be rich, or they got rich. And you know, you make a good living. We're not going to tell you how much because then whoever is getting paid less or more than us will get pissed no, at the artist they work for. We yeah. can just put it like so, this: um, if you see them on Jay Leno or David Letterman or the Good Morning America, and just because you see them on there and they're pretty clothes and their hair's all nice, and that doesn't mean their car starts when they get back to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't mean that the hair that looks so nice their wife didn't cut before they left to get on the plane. It doesn't even mean that it's their hair. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But we're not going to mention any names, but I know a few. But anyway, thanks y'all for listening, man. Dave, take care of my brother. You got love it, you. love you, brother. Love y'all uh, out there for listening. Thank you. We'll do some more, man. And uh, so. Happy uh, 10th show anniversary, and uh, y'all listen and leave us a message on Facebook and uh, or, or leave us a review. When you listen to this stuff on Apple Podcasts, if you like it, leave us a review there because it means something. We don't know what it means, but everybody says it means something. People keep telling us to do it, that it's going to be important someday. So we're trying to bind uh, our elders. That's right. Well, y'all take care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 
Bye bye. We would ride our bus town to town. Everybody was a getting down. Pack it up and do it all again. The hillbilly has been. of old have come to pass even though we was kicking ass we're other fans but we need some friends you billy has been <laughs>